0: Hi, this is jim castellas the founder and cto of motive power systems i'm here with our svp of sales gary schmidt gary how are you very well so we are at the work truck show and uh we've been we have a booth here and uh the company's motive power systems we sell all electric chassis for medium duty work trucks and i have to say i've talked with a few dealers who have come by the booth um and the most common question um, our inquiry that I get is they, they're they hearing from their customers' interest in electric. So they're wondering what might be out there for electric. Um, and so we can talk a little bit about the, the options Motive provides. And that's class four, five, and six, up to about 12,000 pounds of payload um, on the high side. And uh, for a lot of work truck options, that that works. I, um, What do you think, Gary? What have you seen at the show?
1: Well, this is a really unique show. Um, and different from a lot of shows, which is why I like it, because we get a lot of companies that bring their drivers to this show. And so we get to talk firsthand with a lot of people that would be touching these steering wheels. And for us at Motive, you know, one of our key buying indices um, is how many miles are driven. So getting the drivers here and getting feedback and talking with them, you know, really helps us not only validate our product, but get feedback on our product on on how we can do continuous improvement specifically for that driver so that we can continue to win the drivers over. Because if a driver likes our vehicle, the fleet is going to buy that vehicle. They have a lot of say in that um, in that buying decision. And if they really like a platform or an OEM, uh, they, they tend to get a lot of that those vehicles in that fleet.
0: So what have you seen? Do drivers like our trucks? Do they like electric trucks generally?
1: I, I think they're... There's there's a mixed bag. There's most of them do like it, um, you know. But some of them, you know, say that you know they've driven before in the past and they have had really good luck with them. Um, and then you start to ask a little bit more questions as to why. Uh, a lot of those those issues tend to go back to infrastructure and not necessarily vehicle related. Um, and I get the frustrations, of the workflow um, at the at the depots when you don't have a lot of charging infrastructure that can make it readily available for them. So the good thing is, you know, the frustration, I think, is really easy to overcome. It's just more about educating them. Um, And then some of the other drivers that really have embraced it um, will chime in and kind of take over the conversations and talk about all the great things that they really like about it and what their experience has been like. So it's really fun to watch the transformation, um, uh, the conversation actually evolve right in front of you. We were actually uh, giving an award
0: today to a driver who consistently takes our truck even further than the rated range on a daily basis. We typically rate this truck to 105 miles range. And um, looking at the data, we saw that one truck would be 110 miles one day, 112 miles the next day, 108. We thought, who, you know, how are they doing this? And it turns out there was one driver who really got excited about this and was able to really you know, dial in his driving behaviors and, and get this range. And I think uh, we've seen a lot of drivers that have kind of embraced electric. Uh, and I think you know the quiet, environment he was saying he does deliveries at night and he says i never wake anyone up anymore they don't even hear me coming down their driveway Um, so another thing that has struck me from from the show is how much electric and electrification has matured even from one year when i walk around i see not just motives product but a lot of electric products are far more mature than they were even a year ago the designs are more robust they're being they're becoming simpler right the the um you know, route and clip of cables is getting better the truck performance specifications around range and um, you know great ability all seem to be getting better so um, what do you what do you think about that trend Gary
1: I, I do think that the trend is, you know, we are I'm seeing the same thing at this show and you know as I talked about earlier you know the, the, the buying indicator for our vehicle is miles driven and I think a lot of other um, OEMs like motive, um, have have gotten more miles on those vehicles, and, and it's real, and you can't really shortcut that. The the way that you learn um, through engineering is to put a lot of miles on these vehicles and see what's breaking, see what's not breaking. Um, and, and you know, the thing about a lot of the vehicles that you see out here, they're not production vehicles. They're one of a kind, and they're finally getting customers to take you know some of those. Uh, prototype vehicles and put miles on them so that they can now bring the product that they're seeing today, which is more of a production vehicle. And I do see a lot of that quality happening, which is really great news for the industry. Um, you know, the way that I always look at this industry is, you know, I want them all to buy motive vehicles, but as I look at, see the, the demand out there, and I see all the OEMs out here and all of our, and all of our manufacturing capabilities, if we're all at a hundred percent capability in producing vehicles, we're probably going to be servicing, less than 30 percent of the market so there's more than enough business out there for us to go through so you know it's one of those really cool industries that you really don't want your competitors to fail because it's so important that we all succeed um, and transforming an industry to electrification is going to be hard enough now, having you know, lots of companies fail is not good for any of those technologies or the industry in general. So, I'm really glad that these vehicles are improvement, improving, and I have been noticing a lot of that. These the build quality on these are much better, and they do look more like a production vehicle versus a concept vehicle.
0: Yeah, so maybe we can close with a question I was asked yesterday at the Green Trucks Summit, uh, which uh, had sold out attendance of thousand people. I think there's just demonstrates the interest, right? Mm-hmm. And so closing question was what are what are some some final thoughts for for fleets as they're thinking about the next generation of, of their fleet and while i give you in a minute to think about that i can tell you my, my my answer from the green truck summit and that was it's time it's time to jump in like stand on the shoulders of giants many large fleets have had successful deployments certainly with uh, with motives trucks and, and others as well and and the time is now really because the regulations are coming in California but not just California and the electric technology um, has really matured
1: so I guess what what would you say is your thoughts I, I completely agree with with your sentiment on stand on the shoulders of giants um, there there has been a lot of first movers that are out there and the great thing that I've noticed with a lot of the first movers and we work with a lot of those those customers is that they're willing to share their journey so Anytime, anytime we have the opportunity when new customers come in, the first thing we do is put them on the phone with one of our existing customers and let them hear from from that customer specifically on what that journey was. And they really index on a lot of the infrastructure because selling the vehicles is honestly probably the easiest part of, of the entire equation. Making sure that vehicle is ready to operate when it lands at its destination is the most critical part. And that is the part that I think that I've seen has been a common theme for everyone on how do I get prepared for electrification. Buying the vehicles is one thing, but making sure that your facility is set up for it. Those are the hard things. Um, so make sure that you do work with partners a lot. You have a lot of trusted advisors in here and that you have access to, to peers in the industry that can help you work through a lot of the use cases that you're experiencing. Because you might feel that they're unique, but I, but I bet there's, there's a lot of folks out there that, that you can lean on to get some valuable information and reduce a lot of those critical learning events. Yeah,
0: and Gary, I think you, you and uh, your team spend a lot of time with dealers, right? training them on this, connecting them with other example fleets so that they can be educated and we can be their partner. That's in right. Making
1: this successful for their customers. It's a complex sale and it's not just as easy as pulling an inventory sheet and selling that vehicle. It's If you sell them that vehicle and they're not prepared to receive it, that's probably the last vehicle you'll sell to them. So the dealerships have to take on a different persona. They have to really know how to solution sell. And most of their jobs um, is going to be, especially in a pre-sale situation, is transferring knowledge, making sure that they're prepared, they're asking the right questions. And if they don't have that solution, that they're pushing them to partner networks within infrastructure or charging stations so that they can they don't have to feel the burden of taking that on. Each dealership should have um, some sort of infrastructure partners already there so that they don't feel like they have to take on all this big transformation of change. They can still do a really good job at selling and servicing those vehicles, but if they have partners, to Jim's point, stand on the, on the shoulders of giants like your partners, those will help transform the dealerships so that they can now become relevant in, in this new technology. Thank you, That was, this was fun. Yeah, great, we're gonna go walk the floor now and see more work
0: trucks.